Cork today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. And Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mystery Veterinary Group, joins me in studio. Good afternoon to you. Hi there. And you are very welcome. And let us get straight into questions. John Paul is taking calls. You can text or WhatsApp as well your questions to 86 2103103. And Gronia from Kerry has been on to us. She has a Pomeranian male dog, not neutered, who's not neutered, has lost all his hair due to alopecia. I did not know dogs could get alopecia. She said he looks really terrible and he almost looks uncared for when they take him out for a walk. We've tried everything. She said he's much loved Mm -hmm. and well looked after. We just don't know what we can do to try to get the hair to grow back. Before he lost his coat, he was so beautiful. There was no dog like him. Would Jane have any advice? It would be much appreciated. Okie doke. You know, I find this really heartbreaking sometimes. People feel so bad that their pets don't look, you know, let's say exactly like they would a Crufts or a dog show. And sometimes, you know, regardless of what we do, we can be taking the really, really best care of our pet possible. But sometimes if they do have a health issue, they mightn't just look tip top. And there's no reason to feel bad about that as long as you're doing the best you can for your pet. And that's perfect. Um, It can be frustrating, though. I know that because I suppose you always kind of wonder when you take the dog for a walk. Oh, what do people think? Um, But I wouldn't worry. I think you're doing the best thing you can for your pet. Now, this little Pomeranian, if he has alopecia, there's a number of reasons that that can happen. Particularly, let's say, in a middle-aged to older dog, I would always wonder, well, if it's happened all of a sudden and he's not had this condition, let's say, growing up or when he was a little bit younger, what has changed? And normally that would be something to do with the hormones in the body. He's eight. He's eight, exactly. So provided he is otherwise well, I think I would still be inclined to go to the vet. Now... There's a number of things that can cause this. So the main two ones will be an underactive thyroid, very much like humans. Um, But dogs a lot of the time can get very funny alopecia patches, particularly along their sides and along the back. And another one, which is too much stress hormone in the system. And now it's not because the the poor little Pomeranian's not stressed out or anything like that. It's a problem with the body making hormones. Okay. And again, that can cause signs like alopecia, hair loss, um, skin pigmentation. So the skin can become a little bit more black sometimes and other Mm. signs like drinking and peeing too much um, and, and other things. Now, that would be my first port of call. I think the second thing is the common things are common. I would make sure that your pet doesn't appear itchy. And that it's not, let's say, scratching the hair out, as it were. It's not alopecia because it's itching. Now, all of the usual bases should be covered. So doing a good flea mite lice treatment, have a chat with your vet about the best product to use just to rule out any parasites. And maybe just getting your vet to have a good look at the skin just to see if there is any evidence of infection or underlying because hair problems. Because alopecia problem. in a human mm. will cause hair to fall out. Exactly. But it doesn't regrow, does it? Well, it can do. It depends on what's causing the alopecia. So if it's a cause that can be rectified or solved, then yeah, the vast majority of the time, the hair will grow back. Now, if there's a lot of damage to the hair follicle for one reason or another, then you might get patches of baldness that stay. But normally, if it's a cause that can be solved or rectified or treated, the hair will grow back and you'll have a a good luscious coat again. But I think there's a few things that could be going on, whether or not it's itchy or not, um, whether or not there's other signs. And if it isn't, if it literally is just down to it's not affecting the dog because the mm-hmm. dog isn't looking in the mirror saying I'm looking mm-hmm. a bit shook today mm-hmm. just carry on as normally it's 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 you and what other
other people are seeing. Exactly. This is the really difficult thing. If it's not impacting directly on this little dog's quality of life, he's happy as Larry. He's probably just running around, you know, having a laugh, chasing balls yeah. and doesn't realise. They don't have a perception of what they look like. So as long as they're a happy, happy. dog. Yeah, and there isn't. I think the important things really are just making sure it's not impacting his quality of life yeah. with either and itching. If, if it isn't, you just have to get used to looking at the dog that exactly. way. Exactly. But I would say... A lot of causes are solvable, so it's yeah. worth pursuing. Okay, stay on skin problems. My dog says Pat has an itch and the hair has fallen out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, she's gone to two different vets, mm-hmm. uh, given her everything they've suggested. Spent a fortune, says Pat, and mm-hmm. the poor dog is still scratching. Okey-doke. Could Jane, your vet, suggest anything? Would diet, could there be a change of diet? Would that help? So it can be quite a challenge to diagnose these little itchy dogs. Okay, and I my heart really goes out to them and their owners um, because itching is a real trial for everybody involved. It's not comfortable for the fish. It's quite annoying for the owner because you can hear them scratching away. But also you really feel for your pet. You don't want them to be distressed. Um, And also I totally empathise with the fact that it can be quite expensive and it can be quite frustrating because it can take a while to get lots of skin problems, both diagnosed and solved. Okay. Okay. The main thing I would say is stick with it. Um. I would say have a chat to your vet and they will formulate a diagnostic plan for you. So they may need to run some tests on the skin if they haven't done already um, to diagnose, let's say, whether there's any component of an infection in the skin or whether there's parasites in the skin or even some allergy testing to say, well, is it something in the environment that he's allergic to? Okay. Now, sometimes it can be a bit more complicated and even one or two or three of those things can be going on all at the same time. What I would say is with skin, a lot of the time it's about control. It's not, let's say, a cure a lot of the time, unless it's something simple like an infection or parasites. Now, you're very right in saying that there could be a a food problem. So we do know that a certain amount of dogs and cats are what we call food responsive. Um, So they may be allergic to something in the diet, but equally it could be something in the environment they're allergic to. A lot of the time it's difficult enough to isolate exactly what we're allergic to. It's like ourselves if we had a skin condition or, you know, you get the hay fever. It's trial and error, isn't it? It's trial and error. There's lots of tests that you can do, but what I would say is the vast majority of the time your vet will be able to guide you in the simplest way to diagnose it. And a lot of the time it's, let's say, trialing a special specific diet that has a different kind of protein in it than your dog would have been eating before or trialing a medication to settle down the itch. But I think the really important thing to do is not to jump straight to the idea of it being an allergy or a food problem to rule out the common things first. So the common things are common and the common things are infections and parasites. And I think just bear with it. I know it's really frustrating, but just trust your vet. And and I know Pat was, you know, doing the best by by when it didn't work the first time going to a different vet mm. you're probably better off sticking with the one vet who will do the series of eliminating everything I think we'll, so we'll know the tests that, that, really that have so. been I done find a vet that you're comfortable with and yeah. then I think just really try and trust them yeah okay hi uh, there's no name on this my 8 year old Shoodle and I didn't know what a Shoodle was so Ooh. I did a quick Google Google God, it's a gorgeous looking dog. It's a cross between a poodle and something. I don't know. I wonder but what the something is. Just, I mean, they're just such a good looking dog. Uh, anyway, it doesn't make a difference. But this, guy, this dog, the Shoodle, has the habit of licking our duvet or cushions, especially when they've been freshly washed. Oh. Why would they be doing that? And is, is, is it lacking in anything or? Unlikely. It's a bit of a funny one. Um, as long as the little Shoodle is otherwise healthy, happy, bouncing around, eating, drinking, peeing, pooing, as per normal, I wouldn't be too concerned. Um, Sometimes when we see them eating funny things, we can worry that they are lacking. And 
they can sometimes be lacking in vitamins and minerals, but I would say it's exceedingly rare. It really, really is. Um, a lot of these are habits, aren't they? A That's, lot of it yeah. is habit. A lot of it is behavioural. I would maybe just be a little bit cautious. If you've changed what you're washing the sheets with and it's you know causing her a little shoodle to have a lick at it, it's probably not going to do any harm, but as a precautionary measure, I might be inclined to change what you're washing the sheets with. You never know what kind of chemicals they'll be licking in, mm. um, if there is any kind of and obviously, obviously, yeah. the shoodle likes the taste, or wouldn't be doing it, or it's getting probably yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Weirdly enough, uh, a shoodle is a described as a fun-loving and playful creature. It's be- cross between a poodle and a Shih Tzu. They ah. make excellent companion dogs, and they thrive on the companionship of people and other pets. Mm, I can imagine the poodle in there is going to make for a very clever dog, and the Shih Sue's are just lovely little personalities Abs- though. Absolutely gorgeous. Okay, a cat uh, neutered skin showing around her neck. It actually started to bleed. What could it be? She's healthy. Uh, could it be some kind of a skin condition? Could she have got a cot somewhere? Because she is an outdoor indoor outdoor cat mm. there could be a few things going on here so I think you're very right to think if she is an indoor outdoor cat has she got caught in something um, I think a really important thing here is is she wearing a collar and is it around the line of the collar could she have possibly got the collar snagged in something and it didn't pop off mm. and on that note if you're putting cats on collars please make sure they either have a little bit of elastic in them or a quick release snap so that they can't let's say get themselves caught in things and, and cause trauma they can to choke. the neck they can, yeah. they can so it's really important now if it's not one of those two things and it hasn't been, let's say, just caught somewhere, I would worry that maybe there might be a component of itching involved. Okay. Um, because cats, if you think about it, the easiest place for them to scratch is the back of the neck and the head and ears. So sometimes when we see lesions around the, the neck and the head, it can just be, let's say, a reaction to a bite of a flea or a mite. So it's really important to make sure the treatment for those is up to date. Sometimes it can be a little infection if they've got a graze. It's like ourselves. If you have a scab, it begins to heal. It gets really itchy. Um, and sometimes they can cause a little bit more trauma to the skin than was initially there in the first place. So making sure that there's not an infection present um, and your vet will be able to tell you that um, by having a little look. I think the other thing that's really important is if we are an indoor outdoor cat and we have got a wound on our neck, if if let's say there's other new cats in the territory there might be a, a neighbourhood bully as it were and sometimes mm. if they get into fights it's very common for cats to scratch each other and God forbid bite each other now, this is a neutered um, one but it's a no, and uh, you could have a feral cat in the area who's oh come absolutely in. and yeah. I wouldn't underestimate I, one of our little cats Darwin he's a total nightmare he's a neutered male he's very young but God almighty he gets into every single fight going so it's not only Does just it? the tomcats yeah the neutered ones if they're really intent on you know guarding their territory they really oh, can well, have yeah, a go I, I thought it was the, it was it would be the neighbouring the bully would mm. be doing it they'll, they'll defend their patch of course oh, they will, they will, yeah. they will yeah. absolutely so just in case there is let's say a little traumatic bite or a cat bite abscess they can be quite nasty so I would say the cause is a little bit uncertain there's a number of things that could be going on I'd visit your vet get them to have a good look at it they might need to clean it out or tend to it at that point um, some medication may be required but I think without seeing the wound it's difficult to say so I'd say pop along to your vet just, get, just to be to be sure mm. to be sure and actually somebody was on to us um, last week or the week before I can't remember uh, to say thank you for giving very clear instructions on how to put on spot-ons ah. the person realised they were putting the spot-on on the wrong way they didn't know you were meant to clear you, 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 suggest, clear you suggested patch. clearing yes, the patch exactly. and get it onto the skin Great. Uh, couldn't work out why their spot-on wasn't working but um, <laughs> having listened to you they now realise what's going on so thank you for that OK that's where we leave it thank you um, uh, Jane and we'll chat again to you next uh, week that is uh, Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group 